we will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. Hey CJ, remember that one time? <laughs> oh yeah, it was fucking epic. You're listening to Remember, remember that, that One Time, time the Inappropriate Storytime Podcast. And these are not your mama's fairy tales. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is Remember That One Time with your host, Chris. And CJ. And today we are going over remakes, remixes, and redos. Uh, kind of an episode of If It Ain't Broke, Don't Fix It. I will have some of my stories of my top remixes. I've got um, songs and not really specific movies, but an issue that we've been seeing with movies is a uh, a topic I will stand on my soapbox, which is not something I often do, uh, but something I feel passionately about. So that'll be fun. Get ready. Right. And then CJ has her stories. Do you want to go first or do you prefer that I do? I'll go first. Go That's for fine. it. So it. I put, I put my, uh, my music stuff first. So, and these are not in any kind of order. I just kind of jotted down some that I thought of off the top of my head. Um, So first on my list is uh, Take It Easy by Travis Tritt, originally recorded by the Eagles. I love the the remake. I honestly, this is so embarrassing. I didn't even know it was an Eagles song until I was probably in my early 20s. But it was flipped with me. I never knew Travis Tritt did it until recently. Yeah, he did it in like, I don't know, 94, 95. And so I grew up jamming to stuff like that. And I'm sure like the the whole reason my dad loved that song is because he loves the Eagles. And that's probably why he was listening to it. But I had no idea till just a few years ago. So there was that one. Um, so I have... I Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Mark Chestnut, originally recorded by Aerosmith. Barf. Kill me now. Like, Aerosmith knocked it out of the park with this, and Mark Chestnut never should have touched that song. He made me wish that that song had never been written. It was so bad. I don't even know who thought it was a good idea, who thought that it was okay to put it on radio. It's bad. I had no idea that that even existed, and I'm really glad that I was spared. Do not look it up. Do not. Don't plan on it. Do your ears a favor. Do not look it up because it will make you want to kick babies. It's so bad. Um, So then I have uh, Peace of My Heart by Faith Hill, originally recorded by Janis Joplin. I love the Faith Hill version personally because I just can't take Janis Joplin's raspiness. Like, I know I'm raspy right now, but I have an excuse. I'm sick. But she just sounds raspy all the time and... She makes me want to clear my throat till the post-nasal drip goes away. I just, it's, yeah, it's just she's not, an acquired taste. Yeah, it's one of those. It's just not not my cup of tea. Um, I have two that are probably like really unpopular opinions. There's probably like a very distinct like people on this side and people on the other side of these two songs. So the first one is "I Will Always Love You" by Whitney Houston, originally recorded by Dolly Parton. Nothing tops the original on this one. There is not a sound in the world sadder than hearing Dolly Parton, America's sweetheart, crying. Like, that is, that's the saddest thing ever. It's yeah, just, this one is actually on my list as well. It was it? I Will Always oh Love God. You. Yeah, it's on my list because when she goes into the middle of that song and is saying what she wishes for him... And when she gets to the point saying, and most of all, I wish you love, like I will sit in the middle of a crowded mall on Black Friday and start crying. Like, I don't give a shit what I'm doing, where I'm at when I hear that. I am done. I am toast. The end. Nothing will top it. Like, you made Dolly Parton cry. Like, you should just burn in hell. I mean, nobody makes Dolly Parton cry. That's just, that's heinous. That's a heinous crime. You don't do that. It's about her, like, best friend and the guy that got her started in the business, Porter Wagner. Yeah. He, yeah, it's a beautiful story between the two of them. Like, she's a really good person, and he was kind of a dick for a long time. Yeah, yeah. You should take a look into that. It was, it's a very interesting story behind it. Doesn't make it any less, like, heart-wrenching, though. 
Yeah, it just, oh, it gets me. It gets me every time, man, right in the feels. Um, so the second one is another Dolly Parton song, Jolene. Um, the White Stripes did it. Obviously, Dolly was the original on that one. No words needed. You just don't upstage Dolly. Although, I will say, I did enjoy the the White Stripes rendition. It just doesn't do it like Dolly does. Um, and there's one version that kind of comes close, and it's the version with Dolly and Pentatonix. Pentatonix. That, that one is awesome. It's yeah, not that's... quite the original, but it is awesome. Well, yeah, so she's good. she's singing with them, which makes it better. Now, yeah. one that I it just came to mind that I didn't think about until now. It just recently came out. Dolly covered um, Shine by, um, oh, who did it? I can't, uh, Collective Soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah was, she, that wasn't recent, though. That was... Wasn't recent? No, she did that a long time ago. Oh, well, it, it was recently discovered by me. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I just recently discovered that then. But yeah, she covered Shine, and for it being an alternative rock song from the 90s, like, she killed it, right. surprisingly. But then again, she, everything she touches is gold, so. Yes, yes. And that just made me think of this one, just for honorable mention, because I've actually never heard the original, but Johnny Cash, Hurt. Okay, that's on my list, too. Is it? Which it one do you is. like better? Well, everybody on this planet likes Johnny Cash's version better because it was done better. Oh, I have I've never heard never heard the first one. Nine Inch Nails. It's definitely yeah. a different take on it. Like it was written by Trent Reznor and it was like a very personal song to him. I actually found a quote because I remember reading about it before. But uh, Nine Inch Nails frontman Trent Reznor was quoted saying, "I listened to it and it was very strange." It was this other person inhabiting my most personal song. Hearing it was like somebody kissing your girlfriend. It felt invasive. Reznor also hailed Cash's cover as a great honor, saying having Johnny Cash, one of the greatest singer-songwriters of all time, want to cover your song, that's something that matters to me. It's not much what other people think, but the honor that this guy felt it was worthy of interpreting... Cash said afterwards that it was a song that sounded like one he would have written in the 60s, and that's wonderful. So even Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails that wrote the song agreed that Johnny Cash did it better than he did. Shit, that's that's intense. Have you seen the video? Johnny I don't even want to talk about that. You what? I said, I don't even want to talk about that. Like, I don't want to cry tonight. Thank you, though. Oh, God, it's so good. It is. Seriously, if I hadn't known that it was a cover, I would have thought that he wrote it for himself, about himself. Like, and it came out, I think it came out either right before or right after June Carter died. And I mean, and he died like right after her. I mean, I think four months in between them. Yeah, it was very close to the end. Yes, very very close and you could tell in the video I mean he was just on his last leg it was like everything he could do to do that video but it was so freaking good yeah I'm pretty sure I remember watching my dad cry watching that video right yeah it was like that and watching walk the line for some reason Johnny Cash just does it to him oh I need to go watch that movie I know, Again, it's been a long time. For the millionth time. I have it on DVD. It's just, I've watched it 10.2 million times. I love it. Not as much as Remember the Titans in 2006. Fuck Yeah. Me. So <laughs> sick of that movie. I will never watch it again. Like, I swear not to. I will break any copy that comes into my apartment. Oh, my God. Well, anytime we had any sort of substitute teacher, oh, guess what we're watching today? Remember the Titans. Hey, sunshine. I'm done. <laughs> I so love done. It's my favorite. One of my favorites. Sit down, local shrimp house. Yeah. Um, so sorry that I uh, stole two of your songs. Yeah. You need to like pause so you can like find some more to replace them. I don't know. No, I've got more. We're good. I just okay. should have like actually read your list a little like more. Well, um, I didn't read yeah. your list, so I. I'm, it's whatever. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so I have one last song. Um, so good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there she goes by Sixpence None the Richer, originally recorded by The Laws. I guess I'd never mm-hmm. even heard them. Um, 
I did not know that this was a remake till about an hour ago, honestly, for being 100% honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a tie for me, actually. I like both of them. They're both equal. They're both equally good, I think. Mm. Do, you, do you have an opinion on that one? No, I've never heard the original. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's they're both good. I like them both. So I take it. I take your word. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to do your do you want to do your song? Yeah, do you, while we're while we're doing move mu- while we're doing music. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Uh one that came into mind since you stole two of mine anyways. Um shit, did I just lose it? Don't do this to me, brain. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, because for some reason when you were talking about Sixpence and None the Richer, around the same time that that was released, there was also a song by the Cranberries. Um, shit, what is the name of that song? Linger? No, fuck, I hate Linger. Linger. Um, it's the same old... Oh, Zombie. Uh, zombie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That one was covered a few years ago by some uh, alt rock band here. Bad, bad, bad wolves, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah. We were talking about that the other day, weren't we? Uh, maybe. Wait, no. Me and Chris were talking about it. Gotcha. Husband yeah. Chris. I actually think that they did that one justice. I think it sounded pretty good. They, of course, changed the date from what, like. It's the same old thing since 1915 to it's the same old thing in 2016. Yeah, yeah, okay. Something like that. I don't know. I thought it was decent along the same lines of that. I keep having things like pop into my brain as I'm talking, and then when I go back to them, they're gone. Shit. Oh, Bad Company. Um, Five Finger Death Punch redid Bad Company's song, Bad Company. And I actually think Five Finger Death Punch did a better version of it. Well, I don't have an opinion on that one because I've never heard either one of them. Okay. How about Metallica's version of Turn the Page instead of the original by Bob Seger? Now, honestly, I like them both in their own right. There's not an either or on that one. Huh? I said, I bet they're very different. Not incredibly different. They both have the same kind of pacing. Mm-hmm. Metallica's is a little bit faster, but it doesn't have the like soulful saxophone in it that the original does too. Oh, that's the best part. I know. Speaking of soulful saxophones, that's another one of mine. Um, Foo Fighters version of Baker Street. Instead of Jerry Rafferty's. Now, Jerry Rafferty's version does slap with that sax, especially in the beginning, that womp, 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 womp. <laughs> it does slap, just not as much, because that sax is taken over by a sweet electric guitar, and we all know how how great um, Dave Grohl is on that guitar. Yeah. So Foo Fighters definitely improved that one for me. Speaking of Metallica's, their version of Whiskey in the Jar instead of Thin Lizzy, their cover of Thin Lizzy's uh, Whiskey in the Jar, it is based on an Irish folk song, and it's the most badass Irish folk song you will ever hear. This is why you'll catch me at the red light with my windows down yelling Masha Ring Dama Do Laba Da or whatever. I don't even know. (laughs) They're gibberish, but it's fun. That sounds like you're like churning up demons or something. We might be. I don't know. Churn- churning up demons with Metallica is what I do on a Thursday. I mean, it's chill. Right? Uh, see, Blinded by the Light. This one, uh, a lot of people don't know, is a cover. Most people are familiar with Manfred Mann's Earth Band's version of it. The one you hear on the radio all the time. But it was written and originally performed by uh, Bruce Springsteen. And Springsteen has a few more... Uh, choruses to it like there's a lot more words to that song which is already like a seven minute song as it is but it's just the way it was written is beautiful with his Springsteen is a master lyricist in my eyes anyways 
And that one is one of my absolute favorites with the way he can dance with words that rhyme, but not really. And it makes a little bit of sense, but it doesn't. But it makes sense to your soul, not your brain. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. It um, That sounds a little weird, but if you uh, look, look at it, pull up uh, the original Blinded by the Light by Bruce Springsteen. And that is far superior in my eyes. Uh, let's see. There was in your eyes or in your ears. Oh, in my everything. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. dude. Springsteen's still hot. I would let him in my anything. Um. Uh, yes. Okay. So, Lacuna Coil. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Nope. They're a female-led rock band, metal maybe. They covered Depeche Mode's "Enjoy the Silence." A lot of people have uh, covered Enjoy the Silence, but I think Lacuna Coil's version is the best of the group. Depeche Mode's version is great, but the female vocal on it just makes it so much better. And speaking of female vocals making something better, Alice Cooper's Poison was covered by ex-lead singer of Nightwish's uh, Night ex-lead singer Tarya Tarunin. She covered Poison, and that is the version that I prefer to listen to now because she just wails on it. It is beautiful. Uh, of course, a classic Motley Cruz version of Brownsville Station, Smoking in the Boys' Room, is always my go-to. And anything Ghost covers is instantly better than the original. Go listen to Mission Missionary Man is a song that was released by the Eurythmics. And they put their own spin to it. And yeah, if you have problems with anything ghost covers, fight me. <laughs> so that's that's where I am on music. I have many, many opinions on that. And that could go on for a solid six-hour podcast with me. But I'm, I'm going to, yeah, not do yeah. that. Maybe do, do that one on your uh, station head thing. Yeah. Actually, that's where I got most of these is because I did do a station head episode where I played my playlist for that day was both versions of songs. So I would play Springsteen's version of blinded by the light. And then I would play Manfred Mann's version of blinded by the light as well. Gotcha. And so that was a fun episode lately. What I've been doing over at station head, by the way, if you're ever just sitting in your car or sitting at work and you want to listen to a really cool jam playlist and hear me talk every once in a while, you can tune over to station. The station head app is something you'd have to download. Um, my station head channel is, I don't remember right now. <laughs> Chris 10 rocks. Maybe I don't remember. Um, but you can find that on my Facebook page or probably through remember that one time's Facebook page as well. Mm, excuse me edit um what i've been doing over there lately has been whatever today's date is for example january 1st i am looking and doing some research to find things that happened in rock history and then finding songs that correlate to events that happened in today's rock history Sweet. so that's the thing that i've been doing if that sounds interesting to you and you want to listen to a playlist check out station head um, while we're here, before we get into movies, then also, um, you can always, of course, catch us on Anchor, on SoundCloud, and iTunes, and Apple Podcasts. And if you're listening to us, you pretty much know where to find us. You can always interact with us on social media. We're pretty active on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook mostly. If you ever want to send us any of your stories that you want us to read on quote unquote on air, or if you want to send us hate mail, feel free to, you can do that slide into our DMS in uh, any of the social media. Shoot us a Facebook message, or you can always Drop us a line at our email. That is two, the number two, girls one, the number one, terrible podcast at gmail.com. And also events coming up. We have got the uh, 
We're going to have to like really sit down and like write out rules and regulations and what's going on. But we've got a cookout coming up, a cook off coming up in March. We finally have a date for it. That is March 21st. 21st March 21st 21st. I am so excited yes CJ is so pumped I had like so much shit to do the other day and she was like blowing up my phone she was like we're gonna do this and this is gonna happen and I'm gonna plan this and I've got the Facebook invite up and is this day good and I'm like you need to calm down (laughs) okay Taylor Swift I can't calm down first of all have you met me when have you ever known me to be calm I know, but it's like, it is months in advance and just one, one day at a time, lady. No, then I don't live oh, my life like that. I know, right? This is not how you operate. No. Then after that, just a month after that, we have our second annual Beer Olympics. Rules and regulations and everything is up on the invite page on Facebook. You can find that on Remember that one time's Facebook page as well for both of those events. Those are officially sanctioned events by Remember That One Time hosting. Yes. yes. We got a good little uh we got a good little um guest list going on the on the Beer Olympics. I think we're up to like 20 people that are coming. Well, it's actually more than that because you know how it is with couples like yeah. The girl responds, "Yes," and you know that her husband or boyfriend's coming too, but he doesn't respond, so it's like it's. I think it says 20, but it's really like 26 or 27. Gotcha. I thought you were going to say that like all of those that have responded have been females with a partner, so it's really 40. Oh, no. No. <laughs> nothing like that. No. Could you imagine having like 50 people in your house? Well, that's why I'm not having it in the house. It's going to be outside. Well, I know, but <laughs> on your property is I mean, what I meant. Yeah, I think it would be a blast. Of course you would. You would think it was a blast if there were 750 people on your property. Yeah. I mean, you remember my engagement party, right? Oh. And that was a much smaller house. I know, Maxie Asger. Calm down. You're going to open up your farm to Woodstock. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so those are the events that are coming up. To, I mean, the events are going to happen regardless, but to make it easier to bring these kind of events to you, you can always donate any source, donate like it's going to a charitable cause or whatever, but you can Beer's always a feel charitable free. Cause. Right? Yeah. Uh, you can always throw some donations our way on anchor just go to anchor.com and you should be able to find a pretty it's not like a subscription based thing where it's like oh five dollars a month or anything like that it's just a hey i've been listening these chicks are pretty cool how here's five bucks do with it what you will i appreciate what you're doing um so what does our what does our bank account look like right now? Yeah, that's what I was just pulling up. <clears throat> our current oh, we got 14 plays on the last episode. That has just jumped up, so that's exciting. We are currently up to $2.78. Hell yeah. So almost $3. Once we get to 10, we could officially cash out, not that we would, but yeah. So that's, that's fun. And then let's see analytics. We, I don't know if this happened between the last episode and this one, but we have picked up another area for listeners. It's not a different country because they're a part of the U S but we now have listeners in Puerto Rico. Oh, please tell me we're still number one in Oregon. Yes. I don't know how, hang on, I'm going to have to pull it up on my computer instead of my phone to look deeper into it. Let's see here. Dashboard, anchor, da da da. Go into, so yes, Puerto Rico is in San Juan. 100% listenership in San Juan. U.S., Oregon, 38%. Almost a full 10% over Tennessee. And is it all... Oh, remember how last time it was just Boardman? 
Yeah. We have a listener in Portland. Wow. Yeah, moving up to the big city. I don't really know what to think about that because we are so not Portland. Well, you know, everyone is welcome to listen to our podcast. We are not... <laughs> We're not specifically for one group of people. Of course, you're just probably going to get offended, but it's fine. Oh my goodness. I don't think we, I don't know if we've ever said anything that's truly offensive. I mean, I there have been have. opinions and there's been like, your dick smell like cheese, but <laughs> <laughs> not um, enough to get us like me too'd. <laughs> I'm searching how far away Boardman and Portland are. Two and a half hours away. So it's not like maybe, you know, somebody was listening at work and then listening at home. Mm -mm. Nope, those are different listeners. Let's see. Tennessee is still second place. Murboro is our highest. Of course, Chapel Hill's next. We got some Smyrna, Gallatin, Sevierville, Nashville, Hermitage, Knoxville, Unionville, Laverne, Maryville, Crossville, Mount Juliet, Chattanooga, Antioch, Columbia, McMinnville. That's a widespread. Let's see. We've gone down to pa, 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 California now. 16% is now in third, which makes sense. Visalia is the only one that makes sense to me because I know who lives in Visalia. But 70% of our California listenership is coming from Oakland. Hmm. So we've got Oakland, San Jose, Mountain View, Visalia, Norwalk, and Stockton. So we got some fans up in CA. Then we've got Virginia, Wise, Virginia, Indiana, Fort Wayne. So, and then some of the smaller ones again Michigan, North Carolina, Ohio, Jersey, Texas, Illinois, Idaho, Wisconsin, Massachusetts, and Pennsylvania. So shout out to everyone who's listening. And still, again, if you are in Oregon, we want to know how we ended up all the way across country in your ears. Like, what was it that made you scrolling through your podcast app going, hey, this looks cool. We want to hear about it. And also, if you've got any cool stories, we would love to tell your stories from our awesome Oregon listeners. Yes. So that's where we are with that. And on to movies. Oh, real quick. Um, I yes. just this. I was just looking at the title of this whole thing, remakes, remixes, and redos. So <laughs> totally random. I just thought of a remix. If you want to like be the coolest person ever in 1993, get on YouTube and uh, pull up Brooks and Dunn, Boot Scootin' Boogie, Club remix. Club remix. Club remix, y'all. Mm. Look it up. I don't know how I feel about that. Now, there was a remix that I used to bump all the time that was uh, Closer Into Club. So it was a mix of Nine Inch Nails Closer, which people might recognize more as I Want to Fuck You Like an Animal, mixed with 50 cents into club no it was an absolute banger no, i still dude, bump to I that am, i am looking this up right now that is dude, not a thing it is a thing and it is a fantastic thing closer into club it is so good it you've got that like that. you've got that underlying like boom boom in the background and then 50 cent comes in and it's just it's so good so good and there was some sort of huh can you hear it? No. No. It's okay. I can put it in post-production. Um, oh, there's my. also a Britney Spears Toxic remix. I don't remember what it was mixed with, but it was... I'm still listening to this. This is blowing my mind. What the fuck? You can find me in the club. I can't imagine you bumping to this. like All day... All day, every day. That is my jam. That, and then there is a remix that I used... They used to have it on Free Beer and Hot Wings um, back in the day. 
in between their segments, if you had their VIP membership, you could listen to them on their website. And during in between their segments, before they started putting commercials there too, they would just play like hold music in between. And one of their songs that they played in their hold music was a remix of a song called We Know We Know Speak Americano or something like that. And but it was remixed with Ray Charles I Got a Woman. And it was so good. And I still have it on my YouTube playlist. Like it's so good. <laughs> and also, that's another thing that I will bring up is that we are now issuing playlists to go along with our podcasts. So about this time next week, well, this time, about next Wednesday, uh, we should have out a Spotify playlist that will include some of the songs that we talked about. It might have all of the songs that we talked about. I mean, playlists can be as long as it needs to be. Yep. And so we'll include some of these remixes too, because I know you're curious. You have to be. Yeah. So good. But yeah, on to movies. You want to start this one? Sure. I guess I can start with my rant. <laughs> oh, I've okay. got strap in for this. Right. Well, I'm going to be that person and go on record and say that even though I am what you would consider a liberal Democrat, I am also 10,000% sick of Hollywood remaking perfectly good classics with women just to be politically correct when there was not anything politically incorrect in the first place. Sure, there are things in movies and music that worked 15 to 30 years ago that wouldn't fly now. And it may... Shit, I lost my thing. Yeah, it wouldn't fly then. And it is kind of cringy to see now with our current mindset but that doesn't mean that you need to go back and change or remake things. Just keep in mind it was a different time. For example, I adore All in the Family. Now, Archie Bunker's character would get completely skewered by the press nowadays for the things that that character said and did. But I swear to God, if they try to remake that with more diversity and make it more PC, I will set this planet on fire and go find a new one. Like I will rage quit. Yes, I will rage quit. Some examples that we've seen this happen to Ghostbusters. There was nothing wrong with the original Ghostbusters. It was hilarious. It was a group of guys that got their start on SNL. They were really funny. The movie was perfect. Why 25 years down the road, we have to completely reboot it with all women just to say, oh, it has women now, so women are being represented. We didn't want to be represented in Ghostbusters. That's some dumb shit. It's stupid. Stop. <laughs> Same thing with Ocean's 8. Ocean's 11 was a movie that came out in the 60s or so with uh, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, that kind of thing. It was a, it was a decent movie for the time. Ocean's 11 came back and rebooted in the... 2000s something with Brad Pitt and stuff and it was it was okay it was your run of the mill gangster thief movie <clears throat> and then I think they should have stopped with that but then they went on and made Ocean's 12 and Ocean's 13 I don't know where they're getting the number 8 from but they went backwards and now have an Ocean's 8 which is all an all female cast again completely unnecessary it is not within the realm of the original movies to begin with. It's just there. Nobody needs it. Nobody wants it. Go home. <laughs> and then Overboard. I don't know if you ever, if you remember that movie, but Goldie it had, Hawn. huh? Goldie Hawn. Yes, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, they and she was. That? Yes, they remade it, but they swapped the roles. So. Anna Ferris is in Kurt Russell's role. So she's this like overworked uh, single mom. And then, and she's like the boat captain. 
And the guy is the one that's like dingy and spoiled and rich. And he's the one that was thrown overboard. So they swapped gender roles. It's just stupid as fuck. It is. It was unnecessary. The first movie was fucking comedy gold. Leave it alone. Even if they were to bring it back in the same gender roles, just don't. Leave it alone. You had to add insult to injury by swapping the roles. That was just dumb. And then lastly, isn't that big of a complaint? I just I just saw the uh, preview for it a couple of weeks ago. But do you remember the movie in the two... I think it was the year 2000... Um, Helen Hunt and Mel Gibson in What Women Want. Yep. It was hysterical. He <laughs> slipped in the bathtub and then suddenly he could hear women's thoughts. Now, of course, you couldn't really get away with that nowadays. In it kind of seems a little like I don't I don't know. It just I don't or I really don't think it would fly now. But now they switched it to where it's what men want. So now these women can hear what men think instead. So they switched it around 20 years later. What? They wasted a whole movie on that? We don't have to slip and fall in the bathroom or get electrocuted to know what men want. I know what men want. They want titties and ass. Yeah. Vagina. (laughs) Occasionally chicken strips. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you have to feed them to keep them alive in between. It's not hard. Yeah. It's not difficult at all. So I don't know what that is. But they didn't make a reference to what women want at all. Like, it seemed like they were trying to pass it off as its own standalone, like this new brilliant thought. And I'm watching this. Yeah, I'm I'm watching this ad and I was like, "That's, that's what women want. That's what that movie is. That's literally the same fucking movie except... It's now what men want. And then, of course, at the end, it was like, what men want? And I'm like, of course it is. Of fucking course it is. That's the dumbest shit. Go home. I hate it. I hate you. I hate my TV. Throw it out the window. <laughs> I get irrationally mad at this. So that's that's the issue that I have with remakes and redos when it comes to Hollywood movies. Just leave it alone. It doesn't have to be remade. You don't have to add any people of color. You don't have to add women instead. You don't have to remake it. Just leave it as it was. And if it wasn't great, you don't have to watch it. Yeah, I mean, like, just if they're worried about, like, meeting some sort of quota about having enough women or enough men or enough minorities, like, make a new movie about a new subject. Exactly. Are they just running out of stuff to write about? I think so. There have been going so back many. The past and finding stuff and, you know, throwing some weird shit in there and like, oh, look, it's a new movie. And it's like, no, it's not. Yeah, it's I'm getting really shit. sick of reboots. Yeah, they just just get some good writers. You can you can think up new shit. I mean, maybe it's because us millennials, the ones that I really think that we're kind of driving that because all of the really good shit from the 90s that we're super nostalgic for, they're starting to, like, notice that. They notice that we're going to pay to relive stuff like that. So that's why we've got the Jumanji series is completely rebooted. Mm -hmm. Because growing up, Robin Williams was our fucking hero, and Jumanji was a big part of our life. Right. I'm going to speak for everybody. I don't care if you're, you know, sitting in your car going, I don't know who the fuck that is. No. You do. Shut up. This was your life. I speak for all of us. And so I really think that that's what's going on is they're trying to cash in on our generations of nostalgia. I guess so. That makes sense. Yeah. Let us know your thoughts. (laughs) Tweet us um, at remember that one time, whether you think that you love seeing the reboots all over again and seeing what fresh new take that Hollywood will put on it with seeing things through the eyes of this generation. Or if you think they should just leave the leave, leave it the hell alone, leave well enough alone. That's the word I was looking for the phrase, or if you think they should just leave well enough alone. 
Right. There you are. So stepping off of my soapbox now, you have the floor. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I don't have a soapbox. I just have a couple of movies that I thought of. So Beauty and the Beast, obviously the cartoon is better. The one with the real people in it. It's no, I mean, it's not bad, but you know, it's just, it's not what we grew up with. So I'm just like, eh. and the, but then today's kids will probably be like, I like the one with the, you know, special effects and the real people. And they, you know, they're going to look yeah. back at ours that came out in like 1992 and be like, the hell is this the stone age? Right. Well, I've got a creeper confession for you then. I think the prince in the cartoon was hotter than the prince in the movie. Yeah, true. Cartoon prince, way hotter. So true. So true. Um, Creepy but true, yes. Yeah. The Haunting. I like the one from the 90s better. Not to be confused with The Haunting of Hill House, which is actually loosely based on that movie. But it is an awesome show. But, yeah, definitely like the 90s version of The Haunting with uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones and, oh, what's his name? The Wilson brothers with crooked nose. Owen Wilson? Yeah, yeah, him. I don't even remember it. I'll have to go back and find it. Yeah, oh, my God. And you know what blew my mind? Mm. Are you watching, um, do you watch you on Netflix? No, you're like the third person that's asked me that this week. Well, anyways, if anybody out there listening is watching you, season two, the girl, um, the main character, her name is Love. She, I kept looking at her and I was like, where the fuck do I know her from? She is Nell in The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, okay. We're sitting there, like me and Chris are sitting there watching it. We're like, we know her. Where is she from? She's fucking Nell. Well, here's one that just popped into my brain that is definitely far superior and still scares the pants off of me. When you said haunting, um, and especially haunting a hill house, house on Haunted Hill. Yes. Yes. So the original is great. Vincent Price is a god among men. It is a great movie. But the remake with Jeffrey Rush, this movie has so psychologically scarred me. That if I see, if I go to like haunted houses still, if I see anything twitching, I lose my shit. This movie is so terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, prom night, we all came back to my house and we watched that. And people did not leave because they were too scared to drive home. I like, remember. I slept in your living room floor the whole night. Yes, you did. Everybody did. It was so scary. And it is still literally my number one favorite horror movie and it's still the scariest movie to me of all time. So yeah, my, that's up. That's in my top three for sure. Yeah, top that. Three. Yeah, and it came out around the same time as Thirteen Ghosts, so I put that around there too. But yeah, yeah. House on Haunted Hill, the remake is definitely better than the original. Just I mean, because movies from you know 1935 are not superior really much anymore, but. It's it's so good. Sorry, continue. No, you're fine. Um, still on horror movies, Amityville Horror. I'm sure mm-hmm. most people like the original better, but I like the remake better. But it's probably for sentimental reasons because I Ryan snuck Reynolds. into a movie theater and saw it after my junior prom. Oh, there's that. So that's probably the only reason. I was going to say Ryan Reynolds might be a good reason. Well, yeah. there There is some eye candy there. That's good. So. Um, Freaky Friday. I like the original better because I love Shelley Long. And quite frankly, I can't fucking stand Lindsay Lohan. She sucks ass. Mm-hmm. She also Agreed. looks like ass. She uh, looks like she smells like three-day-old cheese. Yeah, she probably does. Um, the Birdcage. I like the remake uh, because Nathan Lane and Robin Williams together are comedic gold. Yes. Gold. Yes. Loved so it. So good. Loved it. I mean, I remember I was watching that movie with my grandmother at like age five. She'd be like, what do you want to watch? The Birdcage. It's so good. (laughs) It is. It was an amazing movie. Um, And last on my list is Father of the Bride. Obviously, the remake is better because Kimberly Williams Paisley. Love her. Yes. So that's it. That's all I got. Wait a second. Her last name is Paisley now. Is she married to fucking Brad Paisley? 
Did you not know this? No, I just... They've been married for like 15 years. No, I'm just getting this. Okay, so she is also the star of one of my favorite movies that I still cannot get Ethan to watch. And it makes me so mad because they make fun of me, him and his sister. It is, it was a made for TV Hallmark movie that played over like 10 nights. It's a very long movie. No, the 10th kingdom. Oh, it's, it's about a girl. She is a waitress in New York city and she's driving her bike, uh, home from work and she hits a dog. Well, when she hits that dog, like it runs off into Central Park, but it goes through this like time portal. And that portal brings her into these other kingdoms. There are nine other kingdoms that are all based on fairy tales. And it's like turns out that that dog was actually a one of the princes of the like fourth kingdom and he was turned into a dog by the evil queen and she had to go and it's like a family drama too. Cause she finds out that she's like the daughter of snow white and all this stuff. It's a really cute movie, but I it's understand fucking, why they don't want to watch that with you because it's like, it's literally, I think six or seven hours long because it was, like, it was a mini series. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying it was a movie. I mean, technically it's it is a movie but it was aired over like four days on the hallmark channel Hmm. so it was like actually it was probably aired over a week because it was like we're just gonna air an hour a night when it was originally released but it's so good it's one of my favorite movies of all time and there are like quotes in that movie that i still use in my native, like, you know, in my everyday vernacular that people don't understand the, where I, I get my quotes from. And it's that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I've seen it so many times. I recently rewatched it at work because I had nothing better to do in my background of what I was doing. So I put that on. It's good. But yeah, Kimberly Williams is the, the girl that, you know, the main character that hit the dog on her bike. That's what I know her from. I'm really still blown away that you didn't know she was married to Brad Paisley. I I don't pay attention to who country singers are married to. The only one I know is Nicole Kidman. (laughs) You know. Yeah. Because Nicole Kidman. That and the whole... They're not married, are they? Did Gwen Stefani marry that guy? No, they're... um, So she's Catholic and... They can't get married in the Catholic Church unless oh, because... she can get her previous marriage annulled instead of being divorced. And yeah. that's kind of a problem when you've been married for like 17 years. Yeah. So they're, I guess they're fighting with like the Pope or whoever's in charge of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I, co- I totally understand that because Ethan's cousin ran into the same problem. Um, they put their son into a Catholic school. But in order to do that, like they had to convert to Catholicism first to even enroll their kid in the school. So they had to convert. And then when they converted, his cousin had to track down her first husband to get him to sign a letter saying that, you know, they're even though they are divorced, like he was okay with her doing what it, what it is she, that he's doing. Like I'm no longer in their life and I'm not going to be in their life. And, but like, I'm giving my permission for her to live her yeah. life and do what she wants. Yeah. It's, it's the stupidest thing, but you know, yay Catholicism. So yeah, they're going through that. Well, I think she actually did get it, but yeah, I, I see where they're coming from, but I think that's one of the weirdest, stupidest matches on the planet too, is Blake Shelton mm-hmm. and, tell me about it she no just and i know you're on his side and i'm on her side so. no i'm on neither one of them's side i'm on yeah. lambert's side yes there you go i'm with you on that team both miranda. Of them, team miranda yes it's just weird those like those two genres don't uh, uh i don't know and there's like pictures of her walking around oklahoma and like 
camo stilettos and shit. And I'm like, what are you even doing? Yeah, it's she's like at a, a fucking, you know, Winn Dixie grocery store buying toilet paper in fucking Ada, Oklahoma, wearing fucking camo stilettos. I'm like, what are no? Take them off. Take them off right now. Just stop. Yeah. It, she just seems very, very out of place. Yeah. She seems very plastic. Yeah. It's strange. Anyways, um, what did we learn? I learned that there was an original version of The Haunting because I have never heard of that before. So that's something I'm going to have to check into. I also learned that the... Uh, the beast in the cartoon was way sexier than the beast in real life because hmm. I'm a creep. Right. I learned that letting someone else sing a song that you wrote is kind of the same as letting someone kiss your girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It's awkward. Yes. Uh, and next... hopefully by next episode, I'll be fucking not sick and I won't sound like a man. Well, I mean, I'm, I don't know how you're going to take this, but I haven't really noticed a difference. I think you sound like you usually do. So, oh, okay. That's fine. Yeah, either you sound better or you always sound like shit. Whichever way you want to take that. It's fine. <laughs> Go for it. Um, next episode, we are going over things that happen only in a small southern town. Or at least that we think only happens in a small Southern town. If it turns out that you live in LA and you're like, dude, this, sh this shit totally happens to me too. Let us know, reach out. But as far as we're concerned, this is shit that only happens in a small Southern town. And we're going to tell you about it next episode. And just remember, uh, do you have anything else to no, add? That is it. Fantastic. Well, remember to always say yes to adventures for they become stories, and in the end, that is all we are. Good night. Peace. This concludes our broadcast day. Good night, and God bless America.